0: Welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. My mission is to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. Passion Curling was founded in 2015 by Amelie Blay. In this episode, we talk about how she got into curling why she created Passion Curling, and her experience coaching a competitive team in Quebec. Amelie, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Glenn. How are you today?
0: I'm doing I'm doing well. I, I actually was doing some baking this morning, so awesome. uh, how are you?
1: I'm doing really good. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Well, Amelie, I wanted you to be on the podcast today. Uh, you, you created a company called Passion Curling, and I wanted you on to talk about your company and, and the great youth programs that you've developed for kids across Canada, but I thought we would start all the way back at the beginning. Uh, I wanted to find out where you got your passion for the sport, because that's what your company's called. So let me start with this. How did you first get involved in curling? Uh, how old were you, and, and where did you start?
1: So I actually started curling when I was 10 years old. Um, My dad and my grandfather were actually curlers. Uh, My dad did stop curling for quite a while, but um, I was in Quebec, just south shore of Quebec City in Lévis. And uh, one year we had the Quebec Games. So this happens every two years. And it was in our city and uh, my dad one day just say hey there's no curling today um but uh, i played when i was younger would you like to try it we can go uh, for a little visit so yeah we just went to the club and um, i guess i stayed on the ice two hours by myself so my dad oh, wow. uh, decided that i think she likes it so next season they just uh yeah they just decided to put me in the junior program and that's how i started <laughs>
0: Uh, what was it about curling that you liked? I, I don't know if you played other sports. Uh, what was it about curling specifically that you liked?
1: Uh, I tried a few sports when I was a little kid, but uh, yeah, I really got uh, hooked on uh, with the curling. Um, I, I just really connected with the people I was with also. Uh, I curled Like I would say close to eight to 10 years with the same people in the junior. Uh, We've had a really great run actually. And uh, yeah, that's uh, why probably I really liked it. And uh, just being able to manage like school, curling, work together, um, just having a great structure. You just learn so many good values um, with this sport. So yeah, I think it was just like it just became a passion real quick, and I think it was just running in my blood uh, with my dad and my grandfather. So just kind of a family tradition. But uh, yeah, we all have a, a good passion for the sport in the family.
0: Uh, yeah, you mentioned your dad and your grandfather. Could you could you talk a little more about them? How, what's, what uh, level did they curl at? Were they rec curlers? Were they competitive curlers?
1: Uh, so My grandfather, unfortunately, I didn't have the chance to see him curl. Uh, he passed away when I was quite young, uh, but my dad did curl uh, competitively when he was younger uh, at the junior level. Um, at that time, though, they didn't have a chance to have a coach. It was pretty much uh, like you're free to go, you're by yourself, so you do whatever you can. Uh, so It kind of stopped one year just because there was like, okay, there's nobody to like kind of take care of us, bring us somewhere else, so he just decided to up, but um when i did start playing at uh, at 10 years old and then a few years after my dad kind of just got the passion again and started playing again um and now he he is a come dev coach so he started coaching us um the year before the canada games in 2003 so yeah he, like he just enjoys the sport as much as i do so which is really great to see him as well like in the sport
0: Oh, that's, that's great when you have family that, uh, that are involved with you in the sport. You've had a, a pretty successful run. I, I'm looking at your, uh, your competitive resume. It's on the Passion Curling website. Uh, everything from your experience at the Canada Games to the Junior Nationals. Could, could you talk about your youth curling experience? You, you, as you said, you had quite a run there.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I got pretty lucky and we worked hard as well. Um, So we, like I said earlier, we had the Quebec games um, that happens every two years. So uh, we had the chance to play twice um, and both times we finished second. And my first Quebec games, I was actually only 11 years old. So I was pretty young. So it was like really like a good thing. And yeah, we just decided to stick with this team and just try to... Kind of do a little bit more every year. And that's kind of where my dad decided to uh, start coaching us. And uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. Like my dad is an intense coach. He really wants the best like for every player. He wants us to go further, to push a little bit further. So um, yeah, it was like a lot of practices, a lot of tournaments. But uh, yeah, it was really, really a great time. Um, In 03, like I said, we won the Canada Games. So it was really a good year. And then the two years following, uh, we went to the Junior National and we finished second and third. So we were pretty close to that uh, top step of the podium, but, uh, it was really a great experience and just, you know, trying to get better Every every season, so yeah, that was definitely a good run, and I, I definitely have no regrets. Um, for sure, it was a little bit hard with school sometimes because you have to work at the same time too. Uh, you got to do your homework, you got to study for the exams, but uh, yeah, like I said, y- you just develop a great structure so you can manage everything that you want to do. And yeah, when you're on the ice, it's just you're on the ice, you're just doing your job and just trying to get better every time.
0: Right. Now, eventually you did move up to the, uh, I guess, the adult competitive level where you've you played uh, with a women's team. You, you have some mixed experience. Could you touch on that a little bit?
1: Sure. So after the junior, uh, my last year of junior, actually, I didn't play. I just kind of played for fun at my club. I just needed a little bit of rest because the, the years uh, in the juniors were pretty intense with school as well. So, so it was a good kind of transition to the women's side after. And, uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to play for mixed nationals. Um, Best results uh, was definitely, well, two years ago now, uh, where we won the national in Saguenay, Quebec. So in in front of our fans and family. So that was, like... There's no feeling to describe how it was electric in the building when we won. So that was really awesome. And two years prior that uh, we had a perfect run. I was playing with uh, Robert Desjardins, and we actually lost the final that year. So yeah, I was um, when we were in Quebec. I was really trying to focus on my. Like what I have to do my task and say okay like this is our shot let's just do our job and yeah we had a really good game and won uh, won the national so now we're just kind of waiting if the the world's gonna happen in, in October because last October was canceled because of COVID so uh, now we're just kind of hoping we're training at home still uh, trying to stay in shape but unfortunately we cannot um, practice right now but uh, yeah, hopefully it's going to be good. And uh, so that's for the mix. And uh, I had the chance to, to play uh, in three Scotties. So um, played second, third, and uh, I was fifth in uh, one of the Scotties in 2012. So uh, yeah, it was really, uh, really awesome so far. Great resume. And, you know, you just kind of want more all the time. So now I think playing in the world will kind of be that next step for, for me.
0: Right. Now, Maybe at this point I'm going to switch to uh, to passion curling. Uh, what made you decide to start that company, and and what is the company's mission?
1: Yeah, so passion curling actually started officially in 2015. Uh, I I really started kind of in a slow mode, just because I'm a registered massage therapist as well. So uh, I was working almost full time, and I like as we said passion. Passion Curling just started with, okay, this is what it is. This is my passion. So that's how I kind of named the, the, the business. And it's good for French and English as well because I wanted to oh, make good. the business bilingual. So that was my goal. But yeah, the, the goal of Passion Curling, I think um, I've been traveling quite a bit in the junior Um, I've been in a lot of curling clubs. I've seen what was going on uh, with the junior programs. Um, And I I just take my club in Quebec. Um, We we were missing, I think, quite a lot of things. Um, Like most of the instructors are awesome. They're doing a great job. But the problem is we didn't have like any plan, any structure. Uh, It's like, okay, you just go on the ice one day. Okay, today we're going to work on, let's say, line of delivery, but what are we going to do? What are the drills? Uh, what's our goals? And how do we know that our kids are like getting better? How can we evaluate them? So so I think we were just kind of missing that big structure and as well with the instructor. So with passion curling, I think our added value is really to give a training to our instructors so so with every program that a club will start we do give a training to the instructors to explain the program to go over uh, the technical stuff so we we really want to help them to have a good base to start their program to feel that okay that's what we're going to do and uh, also we want the instructors to get paid so i think that was another thing like we do have great volunteers all across canada But most of the time, it's always the same people that are going to get involved. So we think it's really a good thing to just start. Like, it's not a big pay, but at least you can get something for the time you're going to spend the club with the kids so so really for us it was important to to have that to have that added value of the training and uh, yeah just to give really a good structure a good plan to the clubs like they can change the drills they can definitely go from one day to another they can mix it up a little bit but at least the structure is there to help the club run their programs
0: so when you started the company, you thought that the biggest gap was, well, at least for youth curling programs, maybe, is that it, these volunteer instructors weren't being trained properly and they didn't have the, the, the reference material, the resources they needed to uh, run a, an organized program. Is, is that fair to say? Summarize?
1: Yeah, I think that would be like a good resume. And like if I take in my club, like the the instructors were mostly the same for a few years. But then if they decide that, okay, they're done, they want to move on to something else. So then the, a new instructor comes in, but there's no paper, there's no reference, there's no uh, like plan right. uh, for the season. So I, I thought it was important for the club to have like those books, those plans, just to say, okay, like these are saying to the club and (laughs) this is how we go. We're just going to create a good structure. And uh, we also have the evaluation charts uh, in our U15 to U21 skills development program. So for kids, it's nice to know, okay, what do we have to work on? What are we getting better at? Um, So just so they can keep those evaluation, those numbers with them. And we also suggest uh, to the club to keep one copy of those evaluations so when the new instructors comes in well he can say okay let's say Alex uh, let's see like what was his last evaluation last year uh, what we need to work on with him so you already have a good idea or in what category like um, what skills category you're gonna put your kids in and when where you're going to start with them, so which is really good, and we, we had some really great feedback so far. Um, the good thing too is we do have, let's say, for that U15 to U21 program, we do have a big booklet uh, that's going to be especially for the instructors with all like the these skills, all the technical description, uh, a 20-week plan, our our, our uh, evaluation charts. So this is going to stay to the club at all time. And then we do have a book too that we'll be able to give to each participant. So each participant, let's say if we, next week, we're going to talk about delivery. So um, during the week at home, they can open their book. They can just read the delivery part. So they know what we're going to be talking about. And when, okay, let's say our next session is a Sunday. So when Sunday comes, well, the instructors uh, will, can, ask a few questions to our participants on the delivery cuz they're supposed to have read <laughs> their section right. and then they can just start off like a little bit quicker on the ice so which is really nice and then the instructors do have all the drills so they know uh, what to do uh, after uh, on the ice with the kids
0: no, that's great. I know that our time on the ice, I run my little rocks program at my club and the time on the ice is limited. And you're always thinking about how to pack so much stuff in that one hour block for us. So having stuff you can do outside of that one hour block is, is definitely helpful. Uh, now that's the U15, U21 program that you've spoke, uh, you just touched upon. Uh, I- I'd like you to speak about the younger program for the U12s, uh, It's called the Blizzard program
1: yes exactly so we started with the igloo program a few years ago so this is a curling quebec program uh, in collaboration with passion curling Um, and just last year we decided to rebrand the the program and call it now the blizzard program so our u12 Uh, so the u12 is kind of the same a little bit than the u15 so we got a great structure we got two levels of eight session each so um, again we do have a nice plan we do have drills everything is well explained in the little booklet that we have for the instructors and it's really really easy we also have a certificate that we can give uh, every participant after the first and the second level so um yeah kids just really enjoy to get their certificate and say hey like it's like i i passed my my course and uh, i've i've done great during the sessions so uh, this is also a really great program to have um yeah and to kind of start playing start learning all the basics of the sports
0: well recently you in bc and saskatchewan they're they're going to be using these programs as well right
1: Yes, exactly. So now uh, I do live in Saskatchewan. Uh, I moved a year and a half ago now. Uh, So I'm based in Regina. And uh, yeah, we did started the program uh, last year. And this year, we did gave a few training sessions. Unfortunately, our clubs uh, got shut down in November. So uh, I think most of the clubs clubs were not able to start the program. But uh, we we definitely have a few more that wants to start it next season. So hopefully we can go back to a little bit more normal uh, curling season. And uh, yeah, with BC same, we, uh, we did started um, the program, the blizzard, and also they started the 15 to 21 program this year. Uh, they were a little bit more lucky than us. So they were able to run their program uh, during the season with the kids. And uh, yeah, so, so far again, g- good feedback with the blizzard program. Uh, it's a great reference document for the instructors as well. And I definitely recommend to the instructors that okay, we give you a plan, you have a good structure, but really to have like different materials, like don't be afraid to go get like more drills on other websites or other associations, just kind of to mix it up a little bit, but at least they do have the structure. So they know what to do every session. So which is awesome.
0: No, that's that's great. The fact that this program expanded from you know Quebec and now it's uh, you know across the nation now it, it it says a lot to your company and and how much you've uh, you've worked in the last few years.
1: Definitely, like it was great and it's awesome to see that the the program and passion curling is expanding um, from a few provinces. Uh, I still have also a great team in Quebec uh, that is working for passion curling. So I I do have my dad, uh, Michel, that is a a coach. Um, Also, I have François Roberge who uh, won the briar a few years ago. So Francois is helping as well with um, the group uh, training sessions. And uh, two years ago, we added Marie-Josée Bilot, so marie jose is going to be able to give the training for the Blizzard in the U15 uh, in Quebec if I cannot do it. So which is awesome to have a, a great team of uh, passionate uh, people in Quebec. And now uh, we can uh, keep growing for the next few years, uh, hopefully uh, with, uh, with COVID, uh, hopefully uh, slowing down a bit. <laughs>
0: Speaking of coaching, I, I wanted to ask you about your personal experience coaching. Of course, your father was your coach for a while and and currently you're a competition development coach. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. Yeah. So a few years ago, I just decided to uh, start my uh, coaching certification. Uh, I, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it, but I was like, okay, just like it's Added value anyway to the business. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to start and see where it goes. And uh, two years ago, I started coaching a Colts team uh, that was back in Quebec. So Colts is our five years of experience or less. And they were friends of mine. They were looking for a coach to kind of like teach them to go a little bit. Um, to get a little bit better, I would say, and I was actually looking for a team to finish my certification for comdev coach, so I was like okay that 's perfect like let 's do it. This is my real first coaching experience with you guys, but at the same time like i 'm really looking forward to it, and uh, really, I would say that it was uh, it was awesome for me. it was a great year. Um, we did so much like they, they believed in what I was going to bring them. Um, th- we worked a lot on all the technical stuff, on this strategy, uh, on the mental side as well. So everything that I learned throughout my curling years, I was able to share with them. And just to see them develop throughout the season was definitely awesome. Uh, it was only their second year in the Colts. And they actually were able to win provincial that, that year in the Colts series. So um, yeah, just to see their evolution throughout the season was awesome. That really like gave me a- another little fire in me to kind of keep coaching because I, I really love it. And as an athlete, it just brings me back to all the stuff that I learned that I need to coach. So <laughs> I really kind of help myself as well as an athlete. So definitely it's it's a branch that I want keep going uh with uh I, I love coaching. I still love playing competitive as well. So yeah if I can just kind of mix and match both for the next few years that would be awesome. But uh like right now I am pregnant. So when I'm going to have the baby, it's going to be maybe a little harder to, um, to play, uh, as much as I used to. So maybe the coaching side is going to take a little bit more, more place. Uh, but we'll see, I guess, cause I, I really still love to, to be on the ice and play, but, uh, this is definitely, uh, something that is going to help myself and help the teams I'm going to be uh, working with uh, in the future.
0: Well, I think I have to ask you an obvious follow-up question, which is for years you were a competitive curler. You still are, obviously. And then you became a coach and then you were able to find success as a coach. How did you find the switch from being a player to a coach? Uh, what, what What surprised you maybe as being on the coach's side of the glass rather than on the ice?
1: Um, that's a really good question. I think the transition was pretty simple for me since I've I was doing a lot of competitive uh, curling um, already, but uh, yeah, just, it, it's been quite hard to, cause there there's, it's a long process to be a come dev coach. Um, you have to go through a lot of evaluations, a lot of uh, low homework, a lot of work like from home, a lot of work with the team you're with. So, so yeah, I think just putting the time and, and this is, Again, I come back with this structure, um, just being able to manage a lot of things at the same time. And I was just seeing myself like, okay, like if I was... let's say at the place of my my Colts players, uh, what I would think, what I would do, uh, what do I need to bring to them to get them a little bit better? So what was my experience? What helped me as a player? So I I was just trying kind of to juggle with that. And I think it really helped me um, being a a good coach and just um, having good values as well. So uh, the respect of the game, the respect of other players, of everyone that is um, in the club. Uh, I think respect was for us something very big. And I did sign a contract with my Colts team at the start of the season. And I was like, if one of the values is not respected by a player, then like I have the right to either pull back and say, okay, you guys are by yourself now. Um, this is not what I like <laughs> registered for. Uh, Cause obviously I was not paid. I was doing that also as um, like a volunteer But um, yeah, just the passion of wanting them to get better. And like I said, they were friends of mine. So it was maybe a little bit easier, but we were truthful at all time. And when there was something, it's like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's then move on after that. And let's go back to our job and what we have to do. So so they had a lot of faith in what I was bringing them. And I think it helped because everyone was trusting everyone so which was great but uh, yeah it's definitely a lot of work uh when you do work as a coach because there are definitely a lot of things to manage but being a player i think i was able to see all those aspects and just try to uh, get my uh, my players uh, a little better
0: Mm -hmm. no i i could see that it was a it was good for you to be able to step into their shoes and maybe see it from their perspective, having been on that side yourself. I, I wanted to ask you a little more about the contract you signed with them. I, I'm aware of different competitive teams that sort of signed this contract, for lack of a better word, with their coaches, just so they know upfront what to expect. Could, could you just talk a little more about what what was in that? If, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, no worries. It was it was just a small contract. Like it was my officially my first like like I said coaching team uh, that I had. But I think it was important that we put um, all our expectations, like you said, and okay, this is where we want to go. Are you guys ready for it? Um, Like, and I'm talking like okay, like they, they were not they're definitely not smokers or taking drugs, but like, this is something that I definitely want to put there in the contract. So, okay. Like when we are together, like I want respect. Um, If there's anything you guys like need to let me know um, for practices as well, I want you guys to be like present for every practices, unless there's a major reason. And that's (laughs) all good with me. But like, if they skip a month, of practices, um, then, okay, I'm not going to spend as much time as you. And now, like, you're (laughs) going to have a big impact on the whole team because you're not practicing. So it was all those kind of things that, okay, you need, you want to get better. Uh, You guys have a goal to finish in the top three. And our, like, our major goal was to win provincial. Uh, We knew it could be possible, but they knew there would be a lot of energy and a lot of time to put in so so they knew what the expectations were and yeah it's just okay if you guys drink a a spiel or if you start drinking like crazy and just like disrespect any officials any like other team um Team member, then okay, I have the right to talk to you and say you're either out or I am out because this is not the values I want to share with this team. So it was just all those kind of things that okay, this is the expectations for the season, you guys. It's like black and white, so you know what we're going through. And um, yeah, they all signed it. And uh, we didn't have to uh, bring the contract back at any time during the season, which was awesome. But uh, yeah, just kind of to know all our expectations and that we're all going in the same path.
0: Well, Amelie, you mentioned a couple of times. Oh, first, thank you for giving us a little more information about contracts. This is something that, at least at the competitive level, I've seen different teams, uh, even at the junior level, uh, different coaches and different teams use as a way to outline all those expectations you were talking about. I wanted to focus on a, a couple of times in the, in the conversation, you've mentioned values and what values are important to you. I guess that's my question. What values are important to you as a curler and as a curling coach?
1: I think the first one would be the respect respect for yourself and for your teammates and then the respect for like other teams and volunteers and uh other coaches. So everyone that is kind of involved in the game or during tournaments or spills, um, you, you have to, to have respect to everybody and to yourself first. So I think that's one of the major value uh, I would... Uh, like to share with, uh, with my team. And, um, yeah, this is definitely something very important for, for me. Um, like I said, I've been through a lot, uh, since I've started curling. So yeah, I had good, I had bad experiences. You're going through uh, tons of emotions, uh, during, uh, your career, so it's important to always come back to the basics, and I think respect is one of them. Um, just kind of to have fun as well. Um, sometimes you're going to have art moment. Uh, I'm just taking, for example, again with my Colts team, uh, we did a lot of technical um, because they were still like beggingers at some point so um we had to work on a lot of things and like i said we we drew a chart at the start of season and we had kind of our our lows and our ups expectation and that's funny because every lows and ups that we put on the chart it happened pretty much at the time we put them so um yeah like i would say in december close to um close to christmas time like it was kind of a hard period for pretty much all of my team members uh, because we did had to work on a lot of technical stuff um, they were kind of uh, okay like now I, I don't know what i'm doing i are not playing great it's not working but they, they kept working on what we had to do and like after that like low stretch they definitely had a peak and they kind of started believing and okay like wow now we can do this like we're getting better we're w- winning more uh we're more consistent on the ice and then at uh, the provincial was definitely our uh, our highest peak sorry so yeah they like they did believe in what we were doing and i think that <laughs> just that, that value of like respect of believing of hard work um just came all together during that provincial and uh yeah they 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 did amazing they stayed calm on the ice um they were focused they were definitely tired because that was the first feel actually (laughs) that they did as many games but I, i think they were like such in the like in the zone where we were, okay, only the five of us are here. Uh, Like, we do not really care about what's around us. And when we're on the ice, like we have to focus on our task. And yeah, I think it was really a, a great Great event, and th- the fact that they won provincials, um, they proved to themselves that they were able to do the hard work because they did work hard the whole season. I can tell.
0: <laughs> right. Well. Well. Congratulations, and uh, to the team and and you. I mean, obviously, we gotta sometimes pat ourselves on the back as coaches. So, uh, c- well, congratulations, coach. And uh, I, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, sort of. Uh, going off on a tangent here a little bit, but not so much. This is the Coaching Kids Curling podcast, obviously, so we like to focus on youth uh, programs and issues. Uh, Could you tell us about your experience? You did rocks and rings in Quebec for a couple of years, and uh, you got to work with a lot of kids and introducing them to the sport. Could you just tell us a little about that experience and, and how the kids uh reacted to curling when you when you introduced it to them
1: Sure. So um, when I was in Quebec, um, I also thought that we were missing some kids in the clubs and uh, it would have been nice to have like bigger groups. And we didn't have that many like rocks and rings opportunity or trainers, I would say. So I just decided to contact rocks and rings and say, okay, like I'm just going to be an instructor. I'm going to try to go into schools, but I was still working at the clinic as a massage therapist. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to do as much as I can and uh, see where it goes. So, so, yeah, I had the opportunity to be um, an instructor's for Rocks and Rings. Uh, went into uh, a few schools and I I would say like kids just love (laughs) playing like the the curling in the schools Um, they love it Uh, they it's funny because you're gonna have the extremes like some kids won't have any clue what curling is and you're gonna have the kid that okay they might have some family members or some friends that are curling so they're gonna know a little bit more about it or they just really enjoy watching on tv so um just being able to be with those groups just being able to introduce the sport um yeah and to to just have fun really during the day so uh you do five six seven classes during a day uh yes you do have to repeat a lot because <laughs> it's a different group every let's say every hour so um but yeah they, they just enjoy doing the drills uh we're doing some relay uh races so um yeah They, i think the number wor- number one word would be fun like with them and just to learn about the sport so when they're done like they just talk about curling and what we try to do is to have an open door at a club close to the school the next weekend so um just okay so kids now they've learned in the gym so now okay come and try it in the club uh, with the real rocks uh, on the ice, Uh, come with your parents, you can bring some friends. So just so they can have an idea. And then once they get to the club, if they do like it, well, that's a good opportunity to the club to just present their programs and say, okay, like we do have a a great program for kids and uh, just, yeah, come and register with us. And we're going to learn all the basics of the sports. We're going to have fun. They're going to have like a a lot of friends. So yeah, this is definitely a great experience. Um, And now in uh, Regina, uh, unfortunately this year, um, instructors cannot go into schools like everywhere in Canada, but at least uh, we can still do the rocks and rings in the school. So we just go to schools, drop the equipment on the Monday, uh, the schools do have some teaching cards. uh, So the teachers can (laughs) do the, the drills with the kids. And then we just pick up the equipment on the Friday, clean it before we go to the next school. So at least we still have curling going into school uh, this year. So yeah, this is definitely an amazing program and it's really great that, okay, if we can have an open door (laughs) and the the weekend after the school use it, well then kids can have the opportunity to try curling on the ice.
0: Well, Amelie, I got to ask you, is there a specific school or a specific even kid that you remember that Uh, that really got hooked on curling or just a story about maybe something that surprised you uh, when you brought it to a school or a kid?
1: Yes. I would say there's actually one kid that uh, really uh, got my attention. Uh, When I was in Quebec, I was uh, in charge of one of the, um, the the igloo program at that time, now the blizzard program. So um, one of the schools in Quebec uh, decided to kind of include curling as uh, like school program related to their activity program so uh when, once the school was done I was just going to the school um get the kids we're just crossing the street <laughs> go to the club oh, and wow. I was giving the, the training so that was kind of working really great and the parents were just coming um at the curling ring to get the, the kids once the session was done but um yeah we did the blizzard there and uh one of the kids oh my god just like Loved the curling. And I think he was asking me, I'm not joking here, but it's like a minimum of 20 questions per session. Like sometimes I had to stop him just so I could take right. care of all the kids and just do my instructions. But yeah, like this kid was amazing. Like he just loved the sport so much. It was elementary school. So it was like pretty young, but yeah, he just loved it. And yeah, he definitely uh, kept curling. So hopefully he's still curling now. Um, This year for sure, uh, it's been a little different, but uh, yeah, he just had such a passion. And when you looked into his eyes, I could just kind of see myself in him because he had such that passion and just wanted to know more all the time and just wanted to get better. So yeah, he was definitely a kid that uh, caught my attention. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I think as a youth, any of the youth coaches that are listening now have, if you've been in this sport a a long time or even not a, doesn't even have to be a long time. You'll find kids like that and you'll always be amazed by them. So uh, yeah, I, 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 completely understand what you went through. And even to the point of, you know, let's leave the questions until after practice. Well, well, I'll answer all your questions when we have the hot chocolate. Okay.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so uh, Amelie, thank you so much for joining me today. If people have more inf- questions or in want more information about Passion Curling, uh, what's the best way to contact you?
1: Yeah, sure. So they can definitely contact our team, uh, either just go on our website, which is uh, www.passioncurling.com or our email address is passioncurling at gmail.com. So that would be definitely the easiest way to uh, get a first contact with us, um, either to know a little bit more about our program. So either the Blizzard, the U15-221. I also do some private uh, training sessions or If we are in Quebec, uh, my dad, Michel, and Francois can do uh, some group training sessions as well. If I do have the opportunity to travel, I always like to be there and be with the team. So uh, that's something that we, we really enjoyed doing uh, just to kind of get more uh, technical elements uh, so people can have a little bit more fun playing. So yeah, definitely just go have a look on our website or send us an email at passioncurling at gmail.com and uh, it will be a great pleasure to uh, get in touch with all of you.
0: Great. And just to clarify, although we've talked a lot about youth and the U15 to 21 program and the blizzard curling you're also passion curling also deals uh, and works with adults correct
1: yes exactly that's correct especially for those uh, private training sessions or group training sessions so this is something that was working really good as well we did quite a few in quebec actually um like two three years ago um yeah like people just kind of you have one day like free at the curling rink, well, uh, the curling rink is just going to book us, either if it's only me, if it's me, my dad, uh, Francois, Marie-Josie can do it as well. She's also a coach. So, uh, yeah, we just go to the club. We just take, like, each one of us going to take a group of, let's say, eight to ten members, and we're just going to kind of go through a lot of technical elements uh, just to, uh, to make sure, like, people can have the right base uh to curl and just kind of do a good revision of like all our setup in the hack and everything for the tro uh sweeping. We can talk a little bit about strategy. Uh some teams are gonna hire us as well to do some uh, team meetings and just help them to go a little bit further, uh, to go to that next step. Uh, so yeah, this is really like, we do have a lot of range, um, of services, so, uh, definitely go check them out on our website and, uh, we can uh, adjust to, to every, everybody's needs. So, which is uh, awesome.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Amelie, thank you again and, uh, and good luck.
1: Well, thanks Glenn for having me today.
0: So that was my interview with Amelie. If you're a supporter of this podcast, I encourage you to follow our Twitter account, which is the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. One more time, the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. I'll also have that Twitter handle listed in today's show notes. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling.com At gmail.com To follow our podcast for free, visit our website, coachingkidscurling.com You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music is Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling. Set
1: one, set two, curling rod every day.